Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. I'm, I'm noticing now she's starting to talk a little bit more, you know, give her a little bit more limelight, whatever. But like you said, from the get-go, they had that room set up just for that reason. For that reason, right. Yeah. Man, man, I I can't stress more than ever right now, and especially with 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 the squad here listening, man. It's so important for us to start stepping up and and, and, and getting in these positions, man. Cause y'all, you know, it, it's we need to get in positions, man. Because it's it's little stupid shit like that. Yep. That that gets off the handle, and we the motherfuckers sitting in the back just. Talking about it, some bullshit, some bullshit, but we ain't getting no way to promote, promote no fucking change. Nope. You feel me? Nah. We, we got to step up, man. You know what I'm saying? We we got the intellect to put on shows, so we got the intellect to get paid for putting on shows, and we really need to start working, going extra hard on fucking, um, you know what I'm saying, getting this shit popping. Yeah, word up. I, I forgot to shout out the homie Clay Davis. He was up in the chat what room up, too, homes? man. What's good? What's good? Hey, if you guys want to dial the show and get in on this conversation, the number to dial the show is 240-532-2718. Whatever you want to talk about, we could talk about this LeVar Ball thing. We could talk about Whitlock and Charlemagne, and you know we're going to get to the NBA playoffs uh, later on later in the show when we got the interview coming up in the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back. Yo, this is your boy Keith C from the Kicking It With Keith C Show. When I want to jam, I'm jamming with Queen Josie and DJ New New as they're kicking those vibes. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. Strong enough, to, strong enough to, strong enough to, yeah, yeah. I leave them in shock, people get sentenced to life, it's stressed in the box, most of my friends got murdered, and damn, I feel lost, wish I was dead when it popped off the, nobody but me, I got a whole gang of killers, but that's how you gotta think, if you wanna make it alive and all in one piece, it takes much more than them things to, yeah, yo sonny, I'm well connected in the street, we loyal to each other when it come to that beef, we get, don't worry about a thing done, done, not forever leave. Even when it's hard, I Never leave my fam in the jam, dying first Never to my last dollar, I'm grinding first Never take the stand on my fam, I'm silent first It's going down, feel me? The alchemist in the flesh And I love this profession, but I'll throw it all away in a second Cause I'm for the cause when my life is threatened Take this and that, maybe that'll be that. 
know how we cooks the pot up. You could get caught up in some things you would not want us to slow. And watch how I mold the sound. So when I ain't around, the music still. But I'ma keep my eyes open, yo. I don't even blink. Keep the pen moving down the line. I don't even think. Just write it on the paper. Get my vocals in sync. Check how it sounds. Blow the 444, you know I get you know it, you know it. Even if we trap standing back to back, gals. No doubt, no doubt. No matter if you're wrong or right, you're still right. For you, I lay a man. I don't care if it's the president, I cock my heat. Man. For all your chickens in the club, if you hop in my truck, first thing you're gonna go. And when we get to the telly, I'ma bend you over and. Hey yo, mall thugs, drops and trucks. We got enough paper to front. You see our guns and ducks. Somebody finna get wigged, homie. I hope your outfit us. I seriously doubt it. My chain costs a quarter mil. Imagine what I spent gun shopping. Got bullets by the thousands. The shots won't ever stop. They say that we wildin'. And I'm far from recluse. We right on Front Street with the fullies and the coops. Put the drama in the shooting, then I take bullets and die to Jason Whitlock, this is what you do. It's your stick. This is how you get attention. Attack and demonize folks that are black and prominent in our community. I refuse to believe you would come caper for a woman of color the way you caper for Christine Leahy. See, you keep telling me not to make this a race thing, but the same way Christine Leahy used a textbook example of weaponizing whiteness and demonizing blackness, you are a textbook example of a twisted house slave. You are Steven and Django. You are doing what you have to do to keep your white counterparts happy because you think it gives you some sort of job security. I mean, look, it's documented that no black people at ESPN wanted to work with you, so you went over to Fox Sports 1 to be the white man's watchdog. That's all you do is bark and try to bite black people on behalf of the white man. Because if that wasn't your agenda, you would have at least attempted to school Christine Leahy on why her rhetoric was dangerous, not just to LeVar Ball, but historically why that type of energy has been dangerous to black men in this country forever. Now, Jason Whitlock, I know you threatened me and said I was going to be dealt with, but I need you to have that same enthusiasm when it comes to dealing with your obesity. Okay, you need to lose weight, my brother. All right, your first, last, and best love will always be self-love, and that's why you don't love anyone. Look, Jason Whitlock is a house slave, but he don't love the white man. All he does is tear down black people, so we know he doesn't love us, but truth is, Jason Whitlock doesn't love himself. If he loved himself, he would lose weight. Hurt people hurt people. And when you are built like Cleveland Brown from Family Guy in real life, nine times out of ten, you're hurt. And you better not get on Fox Sports 1 today and say I body shamed you because, damn it, you body shamed Serena. Mm -mm. And I'm not going back and forth with you because I know you eat this kind of attention up. I mean, you eat everything up, but you really <laughs> love dining on attention. And I'm not giving you any more until you lose 200 pounds. I refuse to go back and forth with a man who doesn't love himself, okay? I would not take any critique from you serious until you take your life serious and lose weight. Jason Whitlock, if you're confused on what I'm telling you, it's simple. You're too fat for a fedora. 
And I don't take fat house slaves and fedoras seriously. I'm just using this as a moment to teach <laughs> the white people you work with that are confused about oh, why the Christian Leahy situation with Laval Ball is so serious. And it's simply because some white women in this country have a history of weaponizing their whiteness to demonize the black man. And if guys like Jason Whitlock can't convey that message, then guys like Charlemagne the God can. Please. Bo, 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 bo. Welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. What's good, my You think he started losing weight? Think you started working on it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. And I, I tried to get a clip of his response to. I wanted to know if you because I haven't seen a response. Yeah, yeah I, it was. On, I saw it on Facebook. I, it was the uh, Speak for Yourself um, Facebook page, and okay. he did a video, and he had some type of KRS One type theme or something to respond to Charlemagne. But uh, to me, it, it wasn't strong enough for me. Well, what so. did he say? What he say? Um, he, he basically tried to, you know, defend himself because you know how people call him a coon, and which, which he is. I mean, he more times defends white people than he does us. But he basically, and this is funny, and and, and shout out to the chat room. I know we've had some technical difficulties, but um, I'm, I'm kind of watching you guys on my phone right now, and I see a whole brand new chat room is kind of developed. So. Sluggo, Vince Wright, I see you up in here. Grego, I see you up in here. Um, everybody's up in here, so we're just going to follow you right here. But um, getting back to my point, he basically tried to use his criticism of the Kansas City Chiefs from back in the mid-90s as, I guess, his backup that, yeah, I criticize white people. I criticize Marty Schottenheimer and Lamar Hunt and pretty much that staff of people that really? ran the Chiefs uh-huh. back in the day. Because, you know, he used to write for um, the Kansas City Star okay. back in the day, long before he ever got on television. Okay. So, obviously, it sounds to me like he's a big Chiefs fan. Yet, he's saying, yeah, I was critical of those guys. So, you know, but that was in the 90s. We're, we're 20 years away from that. Right. We're right. in the now where... The division where, where there's so many white people to be criticized, exactly. And you haven't criticized anyone. It doesn't seem like exactly. Like, why don't you criticize Mike Glennon? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, yeah, or, or Jay Cutler, somebody, yeah. somebody. And I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm just saying I haven't heard it. Um, yeah, man. Look, uh, I hope you lose some weight, man. I, I would love to see the exchange, man. Because here's the thing. And I, when I, we was talking about earlier, and we was talking about, um, you know, how, you know, even though, whether right or wrong, a person has a right to criticize something or somebody, but they just have to be prepared for the backlash or whatever comes with that. Yep. Um, I think my criticism, my criticism of, I think, the world is that we don't really want to deal with the truth. And I'm saying that to say... The conversation between, uh, you know, so-called woke brother and Charlemagne and so-called Coon and Jason Whitlock needs to be had on a public forum. And I know and I know that they probably would just play politics and not really delve into the issues too tough where the very very morals of each person is, um, you know, challenged. Yep. But. I think those are the types of conversations that need to be had on a public forum in order for us as a people, white, black, and indifferent, to uh, to deal with what what the truths are. And, and you know, whether it be about 
um, racism or whether it be about how people raise their kids or whether it be about, you know, the systematic oppression of black people. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, LeVar Ball is, a, is an arrogant asshole. But how many people on the come up to trying to be a millionaire is probably do I know that are probably that are arrogant assholes? I know uh, quite few of them. Oh, absolutely. Um, and at the end of the day, whether in some you, cases you gotta be whether you like his rhetoric about how he goes about his brand and that the dude has set a price point to where even if he don't blow out stores, he could set his family up to be well off. And at the end of the day. Ain't we all trying to feed our family? Like no doubt, you know and, what I'm saying. And, and, like, and at the end of the day, and ain't a mogul. And I'm sorry, not to cut you off. But ain't a mogul somebody who says "fuck the establishment." I'ma find my own creative way to become. I was just getting ready to say, companies like Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, and you know, I've been I've been saying this for a while. Lavar Ball can basically put this brand out. And the money that he can make off his son's popularity, instead of Lonzo Ball signing deals with Nike and these other companies, sign a deal with your dad. He owns something. Yeah, make make he the money. Something. Instead of that money going to these big white-owned companies, let's face it, yeah. they're all you know white-owned companies. Mm-hmm. Why not put invest some of that money back into the family? And let's be clear, Adidas, Nike, Under Armour. They all at one point was big baller brand. No doubt. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And especially Under Armour. Yeah, they all at one point was big baller brand. They may not have sold $500 shoes, but they all at one point was a startup company trying to, you know, make it happen. No doubt. And they eventually made it happen, man. Um, hop off LeVar's dick. And I know he, um, I know he probably putting some of it, some of this on himself because the way he goes about interviews and, you know, his, his, bravado or whatever leave that man alone man i i, I mean I ain't, I ain't gonna say leave him alone because he put that shit on himself but that's a black man trying to come right. up man let and, and, as, and as far as up. the whole let that man come up as far as the whole him saying that he's not targeting women as far as his brand it, it might have been wrong to say that but i think at the end of the no, day wasn't. when he well no the way he said it not what he said the, the way he said it but as businessmen you know, at some point during your startup and as you progress, you're going to find out more and more, listen, women are going to buy your product and you're going to eventually target women more with what you're trying to merchandise. So I, I think LeVar Ball knows exactly what he's doing. I, I don't believe for one second that he's just going to completely not target that demographic of consumer. I mean, because it, it's just impossible not to, especially if you want to succeed with the company, and you're not just going to just make money just off of guys just buying your shoes and not women. Yeah. You know that that's really just my take on that. But but he also recognizes that if he only got X amount of dollars to come up with X amount of shoes for to meet X amount of a you know right a, a budget, who is most likely to buy something from Lonzo Ball? Athletic men. Yep. I, I mean, that's just the fact. Yeah. That if you had I'm to okay. choose, if right. you had to choose as a startup business, yep. whether you was going to sell shoes, Lonzo Ball shoes to men or women, yeah, yeah, it, I'm I'm okay if that's not his target at the moment. I'm I'm truly okay with that. 
I just don't like the way he the way he went about saying how he doesn't like it in that situation. Um, there's some comments in the chat room here that uh just want to read. Uh, the homie Vince Wright said, in the end, it's all on his son, Lonzo. I feel bad for him because he really doesn't look happy. When he was on ESPN with his dad, he, loomed, he looked real sad. Like, why am I doing this? And then Sluggo said, the establishment doesn't even have to do much to undermine the big baller brand because black folks are already doing a great job of doing it. Uh, then Vince Wright says, there is one problem. I can only afford the Nikes, the Reeboks, the Under Armors, and quite frankly, who's paying 500 for some sneakers? Uh, Vince, I, I mean, the majority of no. the black community, I, I would agree, not too many of them are paying $500. Um, that's, no, that's, that's, that's wrong. Um, What's wrong? People, kids... Are paying five hundred dollars for sneakers? The, the majority of the black community. I don't believe kids. it's the majority. I believe there are kids, there is a parents market, that are doing that. There is a market for what he is doing. If you can, buy, I saw a pair of Mason Margellis for fifteen hundred dollars. Now, obviously, that's a higher and more popular brand mm-hmm. than um, than the Big Baller brand, obviously, mm-hmm. but. If you got to bet on something, bet on your family. What if Lonzo Ball comes and balls out? Yep. He's setting the precedent. Yep. Now, kids that want to be like Lonzo Ball yep. are going to say, Mommy, I want these shoes. And that's what the media and Nike and all these other Reebok, that's what all these white companies are afraid of. Because they're scared that if Lonzo Ball gets drafted and he balls out and he has this great career and this endorsement deal with Big Baller Brand and all that, they're scared that the precedent's going to get set. And now, you know, next season and seasons beyond and kids coming out of college and now parents are going to look up to LeVar Ball and say, yo, if this cat can do it, I'm going I'm to do it even better. I'm going to do it ten times better. And then, and then, and then, Nike, Under Armour and them, they're going to be faced with a decision. Yep. Because if Lonzo, Brand, if Lonzo Ball can... If Levar Ball, if the big ball, the brand can sell an amount, certain amount of shoes, these shoes, and let's be clear, let, and and I would love to see somebody try to. I must. I am a sneakerhead. Nike puts out limited edition shoes for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Puts out limited edition shoes for six hundred, eight hundred dollars. If anybody's ever heard the Dornbacher brand. Of Jordans that come out once a year, they do Dornbacher Jordans, Dornbacher phone pauses. They used to do Dornbacher um, Air Maxes, where they take kids from, uh, you know, for some. If they have kids have some type of illness, they give those kids the opportunity to design shoes. Yep. They do this once a year, and then they release those limited edition releases for said prices in stores if you can find them. And God forbid you try to get them in the resale market. We talking about twelve hundred dollars. Um. SB Dunks back in the day. You couldn't yep. you couldn't find a pair of limited SB Dunks, I know, because I used to buy them. You couldn't find a pair of SB Dunks unless you was paying $350, $400 for these joints. So it, it's not so much that um, this stuff doesn't happen. It's more so that he doesn't have, quote-unquote, a league to stand on right now because Lonzo Ball isn't a proven celebrity, which is why LeVar Ball is going out doing all this outlandish shit in interviews, by right, the way, right. to set a brand yep. for the big baller brand. And, you know what I'm saying? And then, again, 
caveat. If he turns out to be a good player, then you 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 putting pressure on the market. But getting back to my original point, if Lonzo Ball becomes a baller, like he out here and he killing shit, then it puts pressure on Under Armour. You know, you know, assuming the kids start buying the shoes, mm-hmm. now Steph Curry got to up his price. Yeah, LeBron got to up his price. Yep. KD got to up his price. Yep. To stay with. The big, the court, the big bother brand who nobody want to support. Now, let's be clear. I'm not buying them because I don't like the shoe. Mm-hmm. But if the shoe was, you know what I'm saying, I liked it or right. I felt like there was something that could benefit me on the court, like I could jump a half inch high or something. Right. I, you know what I'm saying, I, I'd be on it. It's people, this is a black man. If, if Gucci could sell $500 shoes, Prada could sell five hundred dollar shoes. Yep, Burberry. Burberry could Autumn. sell five. Why in the hell can't he? Now again, I wish they would have been more attractive shoes. Mm-hmm. I that's you know what I'm saying. If you're gonna do that, I just wish right. you would had a better I, shoe. I look at both the shoe and the price. For for me, because you know I'm I'm at a point in my life where it's like okay, I can't purchase shoes all willy nilly like I once did. So for me at now. Looking at what LeVar Ball is doing, it's like, uh, the price. But let's be clear. Eh, I might treat myself if I get a nice little big payday one time, but I'm just not going to buy your shoes every time you got a certain style of shoe come out. And then let's be clear. Even if this shoe doesn't sell like LeBron and, and those, he's selling double. He's like, he's selling it for double. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's They're, they're doing okay. If, if, if he, he said it, I think... The report said something uh, the first week that he sold something to the effect of four hundred pairs. Yep, at five hundred dollars, probably made and probably cost less than ten dollars, less than seven dollars to make. Yeah, telling me he ain't profiting. Right, like oh. come on, like even if he just stayed in that niche, that niche uh, shoe market where it's not LeBron's, it's not quite Jordan's, but it's like uh, SB Dunks when they was the thing, or yep. like like everybody not wearing them, but. It, you you know you know this this dude know what he's talking about if he wearing them or you assume he got money if he wearing them True even that. if it becomes that they winning oh absolutely they yeah. winning no, and that's no a question. black and that's a black man mm-hmm. winning in the same market as Gucci as Prada Louis Vuitton yep selling athletic shoes yep because, y'all better stop hating because just y'all like because just like hating. in the nineties when we were in high school. And our moms and pops bought us this stuff, expensive stuff, or even if you worked after school and you made your own money and you went to Jimmy Jazz or Downtown Locker Room or some of these other urban stores in the hood, you're going to start noticing this brand a lot more and more kids and even the adults are going to be more attracted to it, especially if this thing blows up the way... LeVar Ball thinks if, this thing can blow up. And if up. Kristen, Kristen Leahy got a problem with them not uh, marketing towards women, then you need to buy a couple of pairs of shoes so they can so they can get the bread they need to push out a, a big ball of women's shoe. Right, right. Hey, I, I just want to shout out uh, the homie DJ Dollars and Cents. Uh, what's good, man? Welcome uh, back, man. He, he's he's got a um, he's, he's he's got a couple of uh, comments here in the chat room. Uh, he says people don't talk about how someone purchased a pair. I talk about helping underprivileged kids play baseball. I've donated thousands of dollars, so it's time to stop. 
And then he also says, uh, Sluggo, I never front. I won't buy the shoes, but because I share that, I don't like his style or approach doesn't mean I'm dissing him because he's black. Um, $8, good for you as far as helping underprivileged kids and all that good stuff. And I know there's been conversations about, um, you know, how Shaq, when Shaq came out with a line, he made it affordable for, um, you know, the youth to purchase his shoes and all that stuff. But this is, this is something totally different. This is, this is exactly what, like you said, this is what Nike, Under Armour, Reebok, um, I'm about to say Fila, but I mean, even Fila back in the day had to, you know, do stuff like this and start putting sneakers at a high price. So, um, this is, this is the trend. This is the, this is the model that he has to follow. Unfortunately, it's not unfortunate that he got to follow. No, I mean, unfortunately for the the person that can't afford it. I'm just saying, unfortunately for the person that can't afford it. Yeah, but it's the model that's going to work. But or might it might or it might not. I'm just saying that it's not a bad idea. And and again, I let's be clear. And I I don't know how many uh, DJ Queen. What's up? I don't know how many people are from you know the types of areas that I'm from or that I live in, but. I see people who live in piss poor houses and rob people on a daily to save up money to yep. get Mason Margellas, to get Bushimi, to get those high end shoes. Yep. So it's not so much. And I'm not, I'm just speaking to that type of person that does that. Right. So there is still, and I'm not advocating people doing those types of things, but I'm saying that. We don't know how the shoes are being bought, but I know that there are ways outside of somebody doing it the honest way that can afford it. And if the brand is built, because let's be clear, niggas is killing niggas for two hundred dollar Jordans. So let's if the shit get hot, if the big baller brand gets hot, Lord knows what they'll do for some five hundred dollar shoes. Because I seen what niggas do for Gucci's. That's what I seen what niggas do for Pradas and and, and, and. the little uh, Louboutins. I, I see I what remember, niggas do for this shit. I remember niggas was getting got for North Face jackets back in the day. I remember when niggas was getting robbed for Eddie Bauer coats back in my day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... It, it, and, tri- and triple fat goose jackets. Puffy coats, man. It, it, it's all just crazy. Do, all it has to do in this in this microwave society is give the effect that these shits is about to be hitting. For whatever reason, or however it does it. Yep. Like, for instance, Game game went on uh, social media the other day talking about how he bought 10 pair because he support black people. Mm-hmm. Now, let Drake fuck around and do that. Oh, it's going to get... Let, let Uzi Vert or Lil oh. Yachty fuck around and do something like that. Then, we, then Now we're changing the perspective of what the brand is. And, and, and now you're talking about something. Oh, and yep. now you're talking about something. And at, the, and at the end of the day, this is what these big white companies are, are scared of. They're scared to death that this thing could just blow up tremendously. Because it's going to change the game. And I love it. <laughs> so, nah, let, I love let that it. man keep putting pressure on next. Because um, the truth of the matter is, is that he either won't succeed or fail. But even if he fail, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. So the next dude can come back and see, oh, this is what, what they did wrong. Let's do it like this. Nipsey Hussle I don't know if you knew about this. A couple of years ago, Nipsey Hussle sold a mixtape for a hundred dollars, mm. and um, like literally put it out and was boosting it in the streets for a right. hundred dollars. 
And that mixtape is for the most part funding his rap career right now. Jay Z bought a hundred copies. Damn, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's it's and he like that's good. That's a it's betting on yourself. Yep. I mean Wu Tang, I mean I don't like the motherfucker that bought the fucking Wu Tang album, but they sold the album to Martin Squelly for two million dollars. Good business. That can't nobody else hear. Mm-hmm. That's a business model. Like, yeah, that's that's good business. I mean, it don't, don't take this stuff personal. It's it's all business. It's business, it's business. business and if money is money. That's if it. you don't like his business, don't buy. But don't hate on him if you're not hating on Gucci. Can't knock the hustle. Okay, definitely can't do that. Hey, um, before we go to the break, uh, I, I see. Wait a minute, show up in here. What's good? What up? Um, so you, you got this, uh, top five rappers list oh, by your boy, uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo yeah. Ball. Just, Lonzo I want to quickly man. just get through that before we hit the break. Um, I want to find your list here and, um, oh, I think I, I know what you posted it. You posted it in our, uh, Medici fam, um, well, I posted it. chat I room. I posted it. Yeah. So he had a top five rappers of all time list. Yeah. Um, DMX was on the list. Pac was on the list. Future, Lil Wayne, and uh, Fifty. Fifty, yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, and and you posted a blog about this, yeah. uh, you know. So shout out to you for that. So, what what's your Here's take on this list? Um, and I had to, you know, uh, the dude is nineteen years old. Um, he was born in Since he said uh, why people hating on Eminem, uh, nobody say no nobody's Eminem. hating on him. He he's a good, he's a great rapper. I just for me, for me, and 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 hold, on, please, I don't want we do not want to do this top five shit right now. No, I'm my point. No, my point of the blog, we could do it, but y'all don't really want to do that. No, we're not. Doing um, that. the point, <laughs> the point of it was is that um, 
that's a pretty good list for a 19 year old. Mm. 50 Cent controlled his childhood. After that, Lil Wayne controlled his childhood, his teenagerhood. And then as a, you know, let's say 16 and 19, Future controlled that shit. Like, mm-hmm. yep. at least he ain't say, like, like, it's a good list for a 19 year old. I'm, I am impressed. I am impressed with the fact that a 19 year old can put DMX, who had a three year run to Trey's count, had a three year run of being popping, that he could go back to those three years in comparison to then, in comparison to whatever he listening to when he compiled that list, yep. and say DMX is better than Future. DMX, I mean, uh, DMX is better than uh, Kendrick, which I disagree with. Right. Is uh, Well, no, I don't disagree with that. I still think Kendrick got some little while to go. But better than Kendrick. DMX is better than Cole. DMX is better than uh, Joey Badass. He's better than, like, he's better, yeah. like, he's better than. Young and May. Like, the people that are popping right now, he had the ability to look back. He's better than Gucci Mane. He mm. had the ability to look back and say, I would put DMX over Gucci Mane or the one that Gucci Mane had. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, he's listening to music. Right, right. I'm, I'm laughing at Chief's comment here. He says, Barbershop, why is DMX washed? Because he was on drugs. I heard him spit a couple of weeks ago when he still have it. Stop. Chief. It's not the same. Chief, it's not. I right. mean, and look, obviously he's older. And I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he ain't good. I'm saying he washed. If, if you look at, if you look at, and, and 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 let's 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 define washed. Washed, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you you're here in your career, and then you here. Yeah. And let's be clear, DMX ain't selling a whole bunch of records, and I'm, I'm not obviously he hadn't came out in like four years, right. maybe longer than that. Um, but those past three, um, the one that had get it on the floor and mm-hmm. um, Grand well, Champ. Whatever the hell came after that, like those yeah. joints didn't do well. Lord, give me your sign. Yeah, those joints—they <laughs> weren't. Not only did they not do well, but if you can, if you compare that mm-hmm. to uh, the then that the, um, the first and then there was X and and, and flesh said, of my flesh, blood of my blood. Come on, bro, you're not. Come on, bro, and, and, and see that, and that's the problem because his first five albums, and you can make a case that the fourth one, you saw some dip in the fourth one. All five albums were number one. Yeah. They came number one. They sold. So yeah. DMX set a precedent. This isn't Wash. You've heard them. Look at a guy like Kiss. And despite the number of years Kiss been in the game, he's still popping. I mean, he might not be, you know, record sales and all that stuff, but Kiss could still rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kiss could still market himself. Fabulous. Look. And had to kind of go back in history yeah, to listen to to it. listen to things like this. You guys want to get in the show? The number to dial is two four zero five three two two seven one eight. When we come back from the break, I'm gonna have my special guest on. Owns the fifty fifty music and arts festival, and he's gonna talk a little bit about that, and he's gonna talk a little bit of sports with us. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. We'll be right back. SME, you're not ready for the number one Chief Rocket Jersey Vern doing his recap show on SME. Listen, ain't nobody out here show can go three hours nonstop. 
no commercial interruptions, anything like that. The Chief Rocker does a three-hour show with no breaks. To all you other talk shows, you better up your game and get it right because the Jersey Vern is about to stomp on you, the number one Chief Rocker. Boom, shakalaka, suckers. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright. The ladies call me the big smooth one, but you know me as the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota, and I want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Whether it's on SME, Spreaker.com, or XSquadAffiliates.com, I want to thank you for supporting the show. we got a lot of good stuff coming up, more great interviews. Keep it tuned. Sports Done Right. Don't trip. 
would you fuck with it? Brook, Norm, and Queens. Yo, it means more killers, more guns, more drugs, more. Real ass niggas holler, don't give a fuck dollars. Nigga, what you want? Get it crumped, play stuck. What the fuck y'all want, nigga? None of me, cause I hit him with too much style. And my energy got the niggas creating little me. I'm a lot game squeeze. No, this my time if I leave it. Yo. Alright, welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's the homie Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. Yep, yep. Here in the house, y'all. Call the, call the show. It's 240-532-2718. Right now, I got special guests on the line here. I got the homie Burchell Glenn. Uh, Burchell, man, what's good, man? Thanks for joining the show. I'm chilling, man. Waiting for this beat down to happen. With Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, hey, so, homie, let, let, let's talk about this for a second. Um, you, you own an organization called the 5050 Music and Arts Festival. Um, tell us and our listeners all about how much impact your organization has on hip-hop currently right now. All right, well, um, 5050 Music Festival, that, like, that's dead, you know what I'm saying? We ain't doing that no more. But that was, like, um, a music festival I did in New York for three years, you know what I'm saying? They gave, like, unsigned artists and, um, like, anyone who just wanted to do music, like, a platform to perform in New York City. I had it in Brooklyn for three years, and um, we had, like, big-name artists. Well, not big-name artists, but big, like, if you just, like, off the couch and performing and stuff to come out and perform. You know what I'm saying? We had Pastor Detroit there one year. We had, uh, we had the clips. You know what I'm saying? We had Malice from the clips there. Push was in the crowd. We had um, a bunch of other, like, um, you know, artists out there. But I deaded that because I don't feel it was too much work. <laughs> like, I still do concerts and everything. Um, my uh, website, Pal TV, we uh, post a lot of um, unsigned artists. We post by stupid videos and everything like that, and it chain people. Um, we give people an opportunity to get their music out there, and I do concerts through Pal TV. So um, the last three years, four years, I've been doing festival stages at South by Southwest under Pal TV. You know what I'm saying um, I've had Ti perform. This year, South by Southwest for my show. Um, this year, A Boogie and Don Q performed. Um, a lot of new artists that you're going to see buzzing, like in the next year or two. Money Bag Yo, he signed to Yo Gotti. Um, last year, I had Young M.A. perform at my show. Designer, P&B Rock, um, Young Greatness, Akon. Um, the year before, I had K Camp, um, Chinks Drugs, The Migos, like. And anyone could perform at them. Like, anyone could perform at them. Like, if you rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, hit me up. So that you submit. And uh, you get on the stage with these people. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's basically what I do. And these people basically do my shows before they blow up. Nice. So, like, everyone's on Dave East right now. Dave East did one of my shows in 2013. You know what I'm saying? When no one even cared. Like, there was, there was hardly anybody even there. <laughs> So let's get into some sports, my man. Um, so yeah, you, you, you're talking about uh, what, what you got going on with the Celtics and the Cavs, man. You said what? What you got going on with the Celtics and the Cavs? How you, I mean, I, I'm sure you're seeing it like everybody else in the world is seeing it, right? 
I can't. I can't hear you right now. It's like you want to speak or something. You said something with Cavs? The Celtics versus the uh, Cavaliers. Cleveland versus Oh, the Celtics Boston. and the Cavs. Well, I was a Celtics fan when they had Ray Allen, but then he did, you know what I'm saying? So I just followed LeBron because like, <laughs> Ray uh, Allen yeah, retired. Yeah, my show, if, if he, I, I've known Burchell for about 20 years, you know, going back to high school and everything. And, you know, shout out to Lachlan and all that. Um, yeah. Burchell was a big-time No Limit fan. Living in Queens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a yep. big, big time No Limit fan. And I used to look at this cat yep. like, like, nigga, you crazy. <laughs> and, yeah, and my profile pick is me and Master P. Yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah like, 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 like this dude would actually put Mia X in his top five female list. That's legitimate. That's legitimate. Yo, she was nice. That's legitimate? That's legitimate? Yeah, Mia X? Yo, she was nice. Yo, she posted a picture of all her platinum plaques the other day. She had like... A whole room of platinum plaques. She posted it the other day. Um, so let me ask you. Because she was, she wrote a lot for Master P too. Yeah, I'm saying so. How, how um how 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 deep is is your was your No Limit love? Was it Master P, Silk the Shock, and C Murder True, or was it? Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.